Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the M&M Hockey Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Alex Metzger. With me is my co-host, Chase McCallum. Uh, we got some news and stuff to talk about. It was a more busy week than I think we thought it was going to be. We debated about pushing this one off, but we got a bunch of topics. So we'll get right to it. We'll start with the Ottawa Senators and the Matt Duchesne injury. So he was placed on IR. He and uh, Dylan DeMello is hurt as well, but the big one here is Matt Duchesne. Uh, this is this is going to be a huge problem for Ottawa. Yeah. They've already showed, since they played without him, they're 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, they lost to the Bruins in overtime, and then they played one of the worst games I've ever watched against Nashville. It was just so boring. But it's so obvious that they're going to be missing Duchesne, and this is going to be really tough to overcome. They were playing over their heads with Duchesne, <laughs> and he was part of that, but... Without him, it just leaves such a gaping hole in the middle because, like, Chris Tierney had stepped up and was playing first-line center right now. Like, it's just, it's not what you like to see at all. I don't I don't even know how else to say it. Like, like thank God for Mark Stone. Yeah, Basically is all that's left. Like, it's the, yeah, it's the Stone-White Kachuk line. It's the only thing that you just kind of hope can provide some offense because, you know, right now their second line, I guess, I think is... Dezingle, Tierney, who's even on that wing? Oh, Batherson. And Batherson hasn't been putting up good possession numbers despite early scoring with Duchesne. And then on the back end, you lose Dylan DeMello. Who's actually been good. Who's been their second best defenseman, and now you see Ben Harper playing more minutes. (laughs) You see Cody Cece still playing more minutes. Poor Thomas Chabot. Was there not an article that Ben Harper's like the next Zidane Chara? Someone did say that. I can't remember who, but yes, someone did mention that. I was like, come on, he's he's 23 years old and he clearly is not in the NHL. Uh, I'm worried about this team. Um, you should be. I don't... So Bobby Ryan, Matt Duchesne, uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, Dylan DeMello are all on IR. Those are four <laughs> significant pieces to this team. On a team that wasn't that deep to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, I know Bobby Ryan, the contract's bad and everything, but he is a middle six winger still, yeah. and he still scores like one. That is a bigger loss than I think people realize. Yeah. You know, and then you have Mark Borowiecki, which I think is probably addition by subtraction at this point. <laughs> but it's just, it's not a good look at all. Colorado's got to be happy. Yeah, really. Like... And I mean, I just, they called up, who did they call up? Uh, Stefan Elliott. I've never heard of him. <laughs> and they also recalled Paul Carey, and they have already sent him back down. So I think right now they're running 12 forwards and 8D on the roster. And it's like, if, if you go through it, it, it's not, like, I just don't, I don't even know what to say other than, yeah, Colorado's probably licking their chops right now. Yeah. Going, thank God. Like, well, I saw a tweet. You might know who I forget, sadly, but uh, Mark Stone right now has the best Corsi rel since we started tracking the stats. Yeah, that does not surprise me at all. Like, like him and uh, Brady Kachuk are the only two sense players above fifty percent in Corsi or X goals. That's so bad. Yeah. So when Mark Stone's on the ice, they're at fifty three percent basically, and when he's off the ice, they're like a thirty eight percent team. Yep. That is horrible. That's like not even NHL yep. like quality. Mikhail Bodker is their second highest paid forward right now with everyone who's on IR. Zach Smith is their third. You just And run down the line. Like Chris Tierney, Ryan Dezingle, Tom Pyatt, Brady Kachuk, fine. Like, we're good. Colin White, good. Drake White Matherson, has been uh, sneaky good. Yeah. Magnus Pajarvi. <laughs> like, 
Max McCormick, Nick Paul. Like, what an ugly just forward lineup. Like, I'm at a loss for words. I, I really <laughs> so bad. Their top four right now is Cody Cece and Ben Harper playing 23 minutes a night. Thomas Shabbat playing like 26. Maybe not that much, but like he's up there. He'll just beat out Cece and Harper. Uh, Lejoie will play a bunch, and then you got Jaros and Falk, and then Eric Bergdorfer. Bergdorfer. Yeah, like they're just getting filled in, and I don't see any way it gets better. No, I just... Like there was a couple times where people started to bring up maybe they aren't as bad as we thought they were in the preseason. They're that bad. They're so bad. I just like you like you wonder when if when slash if the roof is going to collapse on this team because like it definitely will at some point. Just is it this year? As a team, they're at forty two point six in Corsi four percentage right now. That's so bad. They're three percent behind the next place team. You shouldn't be able to be running at forty two percent when your best players at fifty three. Yeah, like they just and. They give up so much. Like their oh, course, yeah. their Poor course against per, uh, per sixty is sixty eight point seventy seven. Anaheim, the team that was notorious for just getting shelled, is seven behind that per sixty. So seven bad. shot attempts. I just, I don't know what to say. Like I'm so worried for that. Thank God the World Juniors are almost here because I don't have to watch this team for two and a half weeks. I feel so bad for Craig Anderson. Yeah, like he's just been pelted with shots. Yeah. Because his, his numbers are pretty brutal, but I saw Cole Anderson specifying calling him the most overworked goalie in the league, not yes. the worst goalie in the league. 100%. I put that down, too. So if you go on to Corsica, their uh, goal-saved-above-average model has him as a minus 5.56, which would rank him... Like, it's not good, but... No, it would rank him, like, 15th worst or so. That's not it's, obnoxiously bad. No, Thirteenth worst. Okay. So, but I and then so when I was writing it up, I did an article a week ago or so about how they need to help Craig Anderson. I was like, he hasn't been amazing by any means, but at the same time, when he he's still only played every game this year, but four. He's <laughs> played so in bad. every single game for at least part of it, but four, and they've, they're up to like thirty something games. I was like, how do you expect a guy to be? And what is he? Thirty eight. Yeah, like he at thirty seven years 37. old. How do you expect any goalie to be playing that much and be playing above average? Let alone a thirty seven year old who you don't even practice because he he can't practice or he'll be too tired. It's just insane to me. And they think the answer is to get Mike Condon up as a backup again when he gets healthy. I just. It's not going to work. It's like, just not going to work. Anything's got to be better than just riding Anderson into the ground. I guess. Maybe. I, God, I don't know. And the problem is the goalie market's soft. Like, there's not t- too many teams that have a third goalie that they'd want to get rid of. Like, no. Well, more, more teams are looking for goalies yeah, than shopping goalies. I would say, because there's been, with all the injuries, and we'll get into one of the injuries in a second, but with all the injuries, you know, guys like Spark, or, well, not Spark, sorry, McElhaney and uh, Picard have been, when last year people were like, oh, the Leafs got four goalies, they could easily trade one of those. Now it's just like, no one wants to give those guys up yeah. because they need them. Yeah, you look at teams like Philly and St. Louis, like there's no shortage of teams hurting for goalies right now. Exactly. So it's like, like I don't know, they're clearly just going with the, we'll just ride Anderson as long as you can. And I guess in a season where you really have nothing to lose, go yeah, for it, I guess. I, guess. But I just feel bad for the guy. I do as well. Um I guess we can use that as a transition if you're good with that. I yeah. ranted about Ottawa for my eight minutes of the podcast. So. Yeah, they're not good. Everyone knows it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward, but 
Um, let's move on to a goalie injury as we're talking about. Antti Ranta. So he was hurt a, a week or two ago. It didn't sound like it was going to be for too long, and then their GM came out and pretty much said, oh, yeah, he might not play again this he's year. He's done for the year. Yeah, yeah, he could be done for the year. Yeah. Like, he's done long term. And that sucks. That really does suck for the Black, or for the. Uh, they just can't catch a break. The eh? Coyotes, yeah. They've been playing better as of late. They were starting. They they didn't start real well again. They were starting to pick it up, and then right there, their goalie goes down. So, yeah. like we were both high on this team to start the year, but without Ranta, I don't. I am not. No, yet. I don't think this team's a playoff team without Ranta. My biggest thing was this team could easily make the playoffs if Ranta even plays as close to what he did last year when he was healthy. Yeah. And but the big thing was he needed to stay healthy, and he just the, clearly he's not staying healthy. Yeah. So that that's really tough. And I mean, even going forward, that's kind of scary. I feel bad for Ranta because, like, it sounds like it's been three different freak injuries too. It's not like it's just been the same knee bugging him over and over again or anything like that. He got into a car accident last year and had to miss a game or two because of it. Like, that's just a that's just yeah, yeah, like that's just insane. So yeah, like he's twenty nine too, so those injuries will start to catch up. Yeah, it's not. People always say he's a young goalie. He's really not young. Well, he seems young because he just became a starter. Yeah. like two or three years ago was when he really emerged, and like even as a backup, he wasn't a backup in New York for that long. Like no. it was a couple of years, but yeah. So it's like he's not young by any means. It'll be really interesting to see what the Coyotes do and if they can. Apparently, keep... they're not trading to replace him. I mean, I don't. I just don't know who you trade for at this point. No, like without giving a, a significant piece up, I don't know who, what goal you could go out and get. Cam Talbot, maybe. Man, but. Do you want Cam Talbot as your starting goaltender and giving up probably a decent piece? I'd give Cam. Why would Edmonton want to do that, though? Koskinen, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I did hear a rumor saying that Edmonton thought they might be able to trade Talbot because they found something in Koskinen now. But it's just like, why? Just go 1A, 1B. It would be the most Edmonton thing in the world to just go all in on Koskinen after 15 games. Yeah, that's why it would have been such a Chirelli move that I could definitely see it happening. I just don't think they uh, should at all but no i wouldn't trust a 15 game sample of any goalie never mind a rookie but yeah it would be funny if they did it so i just it, it's a huge blow i don't like an insanely huge blow for the arizona okay it was a team that really should be looking for playoffs this year yep like there's only they've been i don't there's only so many years you can go all right well we'll get it next year like i think they have to now though <laughs> like i they didn't really have shooting talent to begin with, and now if they don't have goalies either, and they're not like crushing the shot clock, I don't see a way in which they. Like I, I don't know. Like it's tough. I I just I really don't know what they should do. Eat it. I guess one more tank. <laughs> get Kako, someone who can actually score. Yeah, that's true. I get like it never hurts to go for Hughes. It's just yeah, that's that's a hard sell to a, a fan base. In Arizona to, hey, we're going to tank again for the fifth straight year. they got to be used to it by now. Yeah. God. It's disappointing because I did want to see them. I wanted to see them as a playoff team. See what that looks like. See the market get back into it. But, yeah, I would be a little surprised that if that... I would be pretty surprised, I should say, if that happened now. Yeah, I... I don't want to write any team off in the NHL because there's enough randomness. In in their division. Yeah, but there is good as gone without Ranta. Yeah, like, and I mean, just look at the other teams ahead of them. The Flames are flying. The Ducks are 
getting a little more healthy. The Sharks are still a really good team. The Oilers are doing really well. Yeah, the Golden Knights are solid. They're eight points back of fifth in their division at Edmonton. There's no way they crawl back without Ranta. Yeah, like, that's tough. Yeah, it's sad. I was hoping for big things out of the Coyotes. And they still might not even be last in their division by come the end of the year. God, the Kings are bad. <laughs> are the Kings and Blackhawks 1-2 for dead last in the league? Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. One of the, watch they get Hughes and Kako. The Kings God, and the Blackhawks back-to-back. That would be the worst. That might be you, worse. I don't know, actually. Worst-case scenario for me would definitely be Colorado getting a pick. But. Okay, for you. Where would you rather have Hughes and or Kako go? To the Blackhawks or the Kings? Probably the Kings. I think I agree with you. Just because the Blackhawks have been helped out so much from other GMs over the years. Yeah. I don't mean that isn't like the league like screws it for them or anything. I just mean like it seems like any time the Blackhawks have a problem in cap wise or whatever, a team's there willing to help to yeah. just take I mean it's burned them a couple times, you know, Panarin and even Tivo Teravinen, but it's just I would not want to see them go to the Blackhawks. Yeah, I'm done with the Blackhawks. Like I'd rather see them go to, like, Florida and Arizona. I completely agree. Even though I don't think that's the most marketable <laughs> place Jersey, to put them. Maybe? But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's enough, I think, on the Arizona Coyotes. As totally offside said last week, we are becoming an Arizona. We are an Arizona Coyotes podcast. But, so we had to fill our daily time slot of that. Do you want to go to the Blackhawks, I guess, on the topic of them being really bad? Yeah, sure. All right, so the Blackhawks are really bad is pretty much what I had written down here. So, as we're recording this on Thursday, so last night they finally snapped an eight-game losing streak, which I believe is the second eight-game losing streak they've had since they fired their coach. That's hilarious. So, in their past 23 games, they have four wins, and I believe it is three or four overtime losses. So, about 12 points in 23 games. This is the worst team in the league, in my opinion. Even, like, LA's bad, but... I think LA and Ottawa are both worse. Well, but like I mean just right now. Oh, like, like they're clearly the way this team is playing. Yeah. It's just like holy smokes. Yeah, they're brutal. They've definitely had some bad luck. Like no team no team at all in the NHL, no matter how bad you are. Even Ottawa shouldn't be losing twenty or nineteen of their twenty three games, yeah. right? No team should be that bad in the NHL. What's his name? Uh, the guy they fired Quinville for? Jeremy Colleton? Oh yeah. He is just the unluckiest guy in the world. Yeah, well, it's just kind of like... well, And people, like, I've seen more than... Like, I don't know much about him, but I've seen more than one peop- person go, I feel bad for him because he's legitimately not a bad coach. Like, well, he was on, like, Craig Custodson's top 40 under 40, like, executives and stuff, so clearly enough people think highly of him, but... Yeah, like, I'm sure if, you know, he gets fired at the end. And the other thing is, like, maybe they realize... Like, I feel like Chicago's not going to go, oh, yeah, that was definitely on the coach. Like, yeah. like, I just, I don't know, maybe, you know, like, maybe they, they give him a little more blame, but it's like, I, I have a hard time believing they fire Quenville and then go, why did our coach suddenly do bad, or something like that. Like, he I just has the biggest shoes to fill with yeah. such a terrible roster. It's definitely not his fault, and but, I, like, I do hope if he gets released at the end of this year, or like, if he can turn this around or something like that, that a team does give him a shot, because from what I've heard, he is a solid coach. It sucks for him, though, because, like... You want to say give them time, but I don't think time is making this Blackhawks roster any better. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah, like I, I really don't know what to do. Like it's a bad situation for him. Like that's all it really is. You can't say much more than that. Yeah, 
I just, yeah, I feel bad for the guy. It reminds me of Peter Horacek, but the guy actually might be a good coach. Yeah, Peter Horacek <laughs> if people thought really highly of him. Yeah. The job. Like, I just, I don't even know, I don't even know where this team goes. Like, the problem, it's going to be tough to rebuild with all those contracts. Well, that's the thing is you can't even just blow this up because anyone who you could move to free up space has no movement clauses. Yeah, and like there was talk about like if Duncan Keith, they could maybe try and move him, but I think he has a full no no move clause. Also, I saw people bringing that up. I would not touch that Duncan. Keith I don't know why. Yeah, they right were now. like, "What if at the deadline?" I was like, "What? What kind of rental has five more years on his contract?" Yeah, a rental is not a thirty-five-year-old, slightly above replacement level player with five years left at five million per. Yeah, like, you're no one's touching that Seabrook contract unless you just give like two first rounders up to get someone to take it. Do you think like some team could be swindled into the Seabrook deal? No, unless you give no. up a legitimate you th- asset. You think I don't, it's like I don't think anyone. I don't. Yes, he was healthy scratched last year. That's true. Like I feel like it is definitely known that, especially at that price tag. If he was like a three million dollar player, probably have some I could definitely money. see some more teams going. Yeah, leadership or whatever. At six point eight million dollars, I don't think there's any team left in the NHL that would willingly give up an asset to take that contract. That is a terrible deal. It is so bad. And like he's got a, a no move as well. I think it's only it's ten teams, five five for half of it and ten for the other, which isn't as bad. But still. And then you look up top, you got Kane and uh, Taze, both a full no move. And like those, if you truly want to rebuild, Kane's probably the guy you want to get rid of. Like he's probably the only. He's only he's the one who's gonna bring back a huge return and yeah will actually help your team rebuild because he'll make your team worse. I'm not saying Taves wouldn't. Getting rid of Taze would also make your team worse. But I feel like a lot of older school people would go nuts for Jonathan Taze. I do as well. I don't... Yeah, like, I think his decline has been a little more noted than I thought maybe it might have been, but... He has turned it around recently. He was he real is. good last yeah, year. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like he was snake-bitten with scoring a little yeah. bit, and that helped, but... Yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like you could, if Kane or Taze wanted to wave, you could move them. The thing is, I honestly don't know if they want to wave. I wouldn't blame them for not. They've obviously got roots there. You've won three cups in Chicago. It's where your family lives, you know? Like, you have so many good memories, and I don't want to say you don't want another cup, but at the same time, like, is it really worth to go cup chasing around? Like, I don't know. Maybe you just, you're in your 30s now, both of them, and you're making cool 10.5 per year. Maybe you just want to play the best hockey you can there and see if you can help. Well, like, usually people don't sign no-movement clauses because they want to move. Yeah, like, I mean... It's just a good assumption to operate under. Yeah, there's sometimes, but, like, why does Marcus Kruger have a modified <laughs> no-trade clause? It's only seven teams, but why even have that? Chris Kuditz has a no-movement like, clause. That just doesn't make any sense. A full no-move clause for Chris Kunitz. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, that's hilarious. Crawford's got a no... Like, Cam Ward has a full no-move clause. Why do you... Who is competing with you to give Cam Ward $3 million that you would have give him a full no-move yeah, clause on I would top love to know who they were bidding against for that one. Artemi or Anisimov has a modified no-trade clause, too. Like, yeah, like, nine, ten teams. I mean... It reminds me of the Canucks a couple years ago. Yeah. I remember when they were just going for it and going for it, and then everyone had no-movement clauses. Yeah, like, I just... And I know, like, Kruger, Kunitz, Ward, they only have one year. Anishimov has three, so it's not huge, but it's just like, 
why, like, Chris Coons is the exact type of guy you sell and then hope, or you buy and then hope you can sell at the deadline if your team's not in it, which they're not. Yeah, even if you got, like, a fifth-round pick for him, it'd be better than nothing. Yeah, like, I just, I don't understand. Chris Coons couldn't have had that many options that he, you need to give a full no-move clause. Debrinket's been good. Yeah, yes he has. He's had like four or five goals now since he's gotten there, so that's good to see. Man, this, it'll be an interesting team to watch going forward. Yeah, they're going to be bad. I don't know why I said since he got here. I meant since Strom got there, Debrinket's been real good. Yeah, they've actually seemed to work well. Yeah. I just... <sighs> they could really use, like, Panarin, Taravainen. Yeah, like, really. <laughs> Henestrosa. Who was it? I think it was Mark Lazarus had a thing out for the Athletic Chicago yeah, about what their team could look like. I haven't got to read it yet, but I, I've... Should we go through it? We could. Every single move they've made since 2015. Yeah, I was like, I I, I wanna... I, we could probably just wait. If you if you have a subscription to the Athletic, it is Mark Lazarus. I believe that's how you say his last name? I have no idea how to pronounce it. I'm sure more people know who he is than we are, so Yes, exactly. will be fine. It didn't have to be this bad. Constructing the ideal 2018-19 Blackhawks with the benefit of hindsight. That's something that I want to read. I haven't read it yet, but uh, yeah, go check that out. I mean, they've just made some bad moves, really. Repetitively. Yep. Uh, Let's go Edmonton Oilers. We were talking about them earlier and how they have actually been good under Hitchcock. We'll get to that in a second. They took a really big hit the other week. Or the other night, sorry. Uh, Oscar Kluffbaum got injured and will be out four weeks. He got placed on IR. It sounds like probably, like, I would assume, like a month or so. Which, for most teams, shouldn't be a huge deal. But when you're Edmonton and the back end really looks bad anyways, like, Darnell Nurse is going to have to step up and take that. Like, yeah, it's a lot when that's your number one defenseman by a mile and you're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. Since Hitchcock took over... The, the Hitchcock effect has been real. They've let up less shots, and they've been... Like, they've been pretty much, I think, positive in Corsi since he's taken yeah, over. Yeah, they've been above-average yeah. chance s- team. They've definitely had some good luck since he's taken over. Like, their record was, at one point, I think, like, 5-1 and one or something like that. I think it's 8-2-1 right now. Yeah, like no it, team's true talent is 8-2-1 and one over 11 games. No, so it'll obviously regress, regress a little bit, but it, that's a definitely a positive swing from when they were, like, a 48 percent possession team because Connor McDavid was 57 and everyone else was 30 something like yeah they're right with the Leafs and shot or expected goal share a little behind them in shot share but yeah like so they're definitely catching up and that's good to see but this is a huge injury like Clapham was having a major year after it was weird because he he played hurt a lot of last year like he was supposed to get a a uh, shoulder surgery at the end of last year and he just didn't want to get it until the offseason. Like you, you got nothing to play for. Like you're out of play. Just get it. He is so good. Yeah. And their decor is so bad. And it's weird because he's the whipping boy a lot of the times in Edmonton. Or last year he was. Yeah, last year they're talking about trading him. Yeah, for like the mainstream media, which I mean, I guess that fits their build. If you're a good player <laughs> on a real bad team, you're gonna get traded. Always but... blame the good players. Yeah. The Edmonton Oilers story. It's tough. Like he's really good. I think he's. He's a number one defenseman in the yeah, NHL. Yeah, I think he's underrated. I don't think a lot of people would even really think of him as a first pair. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I think outside the analytics community, I don't think if you said, what is Oscar Clefbaum, they'd be like, I don't know, like a second pair guy maybe. Yeah, I don't like, think, I'm sure if we asked our friends, most of them would probably not even really know who he is. Exactly. and like yeah, Or maybe know who he is, but be very indifferent about him. Exactly. Just not think he's that great. So it's a huge loss. Um 
Yeah, it was a DTM's guard that kind of put him on the map for me. He had him as like the best defenseman in the world. Where like, I wouldn't go that far, obviously, <laughs> and I don't think he would either. But like, he is legit. Yeah, like he's very, very good. And I mean, obviously, playing with uh, Connor McDavid for a lot of your minutes will help a little bit. But at the same time, like all of his individual numbers are solid as well. What do you think of Darnell Nurse? I think he's. I don't think he's bad. I don't. I think he's overrated. I was just gonna say that. I don't think he's special by any means no i don't think so i think he gets overrated because of his size and he was a really high pick yeah exactly and the good canadian boy type thing yeah. like so i don't think that helps but I don't, he's not bad either like he's fine i just yeah. i wouldn't want him being my well first defenseman right now and second defenseman overall you get him up there you chris weidman could yeah. <laughs> maybe get some ice time out of this yeah like maybe i don't even i have no idea how he's even been doing i don't know if he's been playing much or not but i doubt it I don't know. Yeah, they're fine. It's weird. Maybe they'll make the playoffs. I would. I want to say. I, the more Canadian teams in the playoffs, the better for me. The hockey world deserves to see Connor McDavid in the playoffs, yes, no matter where he is. Very like, much so. I mean, just in general, I like. I understand why people. It sounds stupid, but people and like I get why people in America would rather American teams. But it's just there's something fun for me to watch the Flames, Canucks, Jets, Oilers, even Toronto, Montreal. In the playoffs, it's just wild, and obviously yeah. Ottawa, I want to see in there, but, you know, so, like, when, when in, like, the Canadian matchups are always a lot of fun to watch, like, Agreed. imagine we get the Battle of Alberta in round one, That's a or round two. real possibility. Yeah, like... The uh, Pacific might be sending two teams this year. That's what I was looking at as well. I still think, uh, I could see one and one for sure. The Wild have really fallen off in terms of points. Yeah, I could see the Wild shooting back up. Yeah, they've been playing real well this year. But the Pacific is not the disaster we thought it was going to be, and the Central isn't as good as we thought it the was going to be. The Blues and Blackhawks tailing off way more than I think anyone would have guessed, especially the Blues. The like, Blues above all. I, I had, had, no I had the Blues the third Blackhawks. by a long shot in that division. Yeah. Oh, I thought the Blues were going to be great. Yeah, and then they have just been abysmal. And now they're having a fire sale. Yeah, and it hasn't even, like, Jake Allen's been bad, but it has, the whole team has been bad. Yeah. Like, well, that's a weird thing. It's not like... Like, if you were going into the year and you told me the Blues were going to suck, I'd be like, okay, Jake Allen cost them. But he's been bad, but not... The rest of the team's been just as bad. Yeah, like, he hasn't been sink your whole team bad. Exactly. Yeah, and then the Blackhawks. The Stars have been good. The Avalanche have been better than I thought they would be. That one line's really dominating. That's ridiculous. Isn't... What's his name on pace for, like, 130 points? I think Ranton. Ranton, right? yeah. yeah. He's insane. And he's not even the best player on his line. No. I think he's going to get overrated. Going forward, I completely he he's agree. one of those players who went from really underrated last year to good uh, overrated. I think almost already. I completely agree. Like I see people, I don't know. I'd have to look into it, but I see people saying it'd be an absolute no brainer to put him like second or third in a redraft or something like that of twenty fifteen. Well, that's wild. I was like, what are you saying? Yeah, I was like, I know Mitch Marner's overhyped as well, but the people who are acting like. Rantanen is 10 times better than Mitch Marner need to settle down as well. Rantanen's going to have a nice... Uh, uh, he's going to be well on his way to getting overrated because he is on the one good line of a bad team, so all of his relative numbers are going to be amazing. Yeah, and he's playing with an insanely good player like, yeah. in Nathan McKinnon who drives the results on... Like, oh, if you look at the transition data and stuff, it's McKinnon that drives that bus. Make that, no mistake about it. Like, if I'm Colorado... You, I, I gotta be careful with what I say. Maybe once you get a little more comfortable into a playoff spot this year, like I would be wanting to try Ranton on his own line. I know I you agree. don't want to split up a really hot line and the best line in hockey, but 
like you're gonna have to pay this guy tons. You don't want to be giving him a, a ten ten million dollar contract, eleven million dollars to be the second best player on his line. Like you want to know that he can drive his own line. Yeah, it's like the dry cycle thing, right? Yeah, you exactly. don't want to break the bank for a guy and then when you try to play him on his own line he can't carry it exactly or like yeah you're worried i mean i don't know colorado's an interesting team for me because i think even if they do make the playoffs i don't think they're going anywhere one no. line i think one line it's been shown that one line can't carry you through a playoff yeah like that deep like a series that line's good but it's amazing but well yeah it's amazing but it was amazing last year too and they still lost in six to the Preds. I mean, they're close. Give them credit. But, like, I just, I don't know. You, you look at New Jersey last year. They had the Hall line with yep. Hishier. And they got blown out of the water by Tampa and five. Like, even the Bruins, who's one line, they actually have depth behind their exactly. one line. And their one line is better. Yeah. Still didn't even get out of the second round. Exactly. And, yeah, like, I just, I don't know. I, they're an interesting team because I think I could see av- the Avalanche being a playoff team this year, if that, especially if that line just stays hot or just doesn't go cold pretty much. But Well, it's the classic stat that by American Thanksgiving, if you're in, the odds are so aggressively in your it's favor. Like one in four teams are going to drop out, and that's yeah. about it. I think it's 77% is what it was. Yeah, but so. they're one of the teams that are in, so yeah. and the odds of them missing are low. And they're, what, five points up on a... Four points up on the next team in their division, and yeah. five points up on a wild card or something like that. Like it's yeah, they're in a good spot for sure. Let's go to the big part of the podcast. Probably we got some Toronto stuff to talk about. Plenty of Toronto stuff to talk about. Let's start. We've had enough. I've had enough of rumors for about five or ten minutes <laughs> okay. with the Nylander stuff. But let, let's go to an actual piece of news. Zach Hyman got his three games or two two, two games for I don't know what did they call it interference. It was a hit on Charlie McAvoy against the Bruins on Saturday night. Just two games for doing something stupid. Blind, Pretty much blindsiding yeah. a guy without the puck. Um, I'll give you my thoughts on the suspension, and then you can give me yours. So, obviously, I'm a Sens fan. I try and say, like, I don't know. I, I'm always more for giving more of a suspension for everyone. Completely agree. I understand it's tough for the league, uh, or for Paros, because there's the standard set, and no one wants to break those. Yeah, there's pressure. So, it'll get overturned, but... In the, the suspension in a vacuum, I I like. I think it was the right call. I think it was a bad hit. And I think that's a, a hit I would like to see two games at least suspended for. Yeah. Now, when you look at what's happened for the rest of the league, I disagree with the suspension. Because I think, like, I think he still should have been suspended. But if you're telling me that his hit is a suspension and the Ryan Reeves hit on Tom Wilson and the Tom Wilson hit on the New Jersey Devil players aren't, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Because the the Ryan Reeves one and Zach Hyman's were almost identical. Yeah, they were very similar. Two guys not looking, blindsiding them and hitting shoulder and then head, but way late, you know, with no puck. Because that was the it wasn't a head check. Same with the Ryan Reeves one. But it was still interfering. And even the Tom Wilson one. Like, I think... We talked about it last week already when it happened. It wasn't a head check, but, but it's just it was an so interfer- It was an interference goal. You can still suspend for that. Yeah. Like, so I, that's why I agree with the suspension in a vacuum. I think that that is the right call. That kind of hit is something that we really don't need in the game. That hit added nothing to a six-two hockey game. Exactly. Other than a possible injury, I saw people saying, "Well, he wasn't injured, so why?" Which is in- the dumbest. Way injury should not matter. Just because the guy wasn't injured. 
when he could have been doesn't mean you shouldn't suspend him. Yeah. And then I also saw people referencing the Wagner hit a couple seconds later. That was so much, or a couple minutes later, so much different. I also just don't generally like that argument. No, like, like but just because one hit doesn't get suspended doesn't mean your hit shouldn't also be a suspension. Yeah, like I understand it, but like Zach Hyman did something against yeah. the rules. I can un- I can for understand it. the argument of. I don't understand why Hyman got suspended and then Reeves didn't for doing the exact same thing more than this other guy made a somewhat questionable hit on a guy who was in a bad position in our game. Why didn't he get one, yeah. too? But, like, yeah, overall, like, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, I guess? Just... I agree with the... Like, I get the point, but he deserved to be suspended for this. And to the... It wasn't a head check thing. A big thing that people have learned looking at concussions and whatnot is you don't need to be hit directly in the brain to get a concussion. Oh, for sure. And, and he went head first into the board, so yeah. he covered the brain injury part probably anyways. Exactly. Like it was, it was or an, potential for brain injury. It was anyways. a dangerous play, and I mean, the NHL can't call it a head check because it wasn't, but you can still suspend it for being a dangerous play. Yeah. And that's... I was kind of surprised, actually. The reaction from Leafs fans were... Was generally that I think that yeah that was a suspension. Yeah, that's what I would say from the people I follow. Anyways, I think I saw a lot of the more casual or hardcore like anti stats. I'll call them saying what that's so stupid. That was a clean hit. It's like no, it absolutely was yeah. not. Well, but, if you check the comments of any Leafs, yeah, deal. well, and any team in general, and, and well, yeah, any, any team thirty-one sure. team makes that hit in this league, and yet fans. I were going to say that's clean, or, or that the league's out to get them. Yeah, like the top comment on the Sportsnet video is automatic 20-game suspension for Marshawn. It's like, as if Marshawn doesn't get away with things, too. Like, yeah, like, I don't know. It's that one thing that Garrett Hall tweeted a couple weeks ago. Is, Studies show that we're all giant homers. Everyone yeah. thinks their team is, or the league's yeah. out to get their team. Exactly. So, yeah, I saw that study. It was like, I think it was 70% of fans or something like that thought, refs were biased against their team yeah. which isn't possible <laughs> no not at all in a relative sense yeah and i get there's there's oh, and i don't know with the nhl it's so hard to ref like i ref minor hockey and i'm doing like 13 and 14 year olds and it's so difficult to tell what oh. is a penalty at times or oh, it's just like that. what happens like and i can't imagine full speed with these guys it's like the refs are gonna screw up and yes they're gonna screw up multiple times a game like it's happened yeah players screw up multiple times a game like even the best of players. Sidney well, Crosby screws up multiple times a game. We're not screaming at him. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, it would be rough because it happens at such a fast pace, too. Yeah, and I understand um, being more mad that a league that gets to review, like a suspension or something. Yes. I understand being agree. more frustrated with that. In, in a, Again, in a vacuum. Like, you can't just be pissed that any time your player gets punished. It's not going to... You can't suspend everything, pretty much. Yeah. Because as much as you would like to see just anything that's even questionable get suspended, you can't have seven guys suspended each night. Like, it's just, that's not good for the sport. Yeah, I would like to see more suspensions than there are, but... But when it comes down to it, like... It's just not going to happen for no. everything. No, exactly. Which, like, whatever. But, yeah, this was a bad hit. It got suspended. He deserved it. Yeah, two games. I mean, he gets a nice little rest. The Leafs are in second in the league anyway, so... It's not like missing Zach Hyman for two games is life and death with the Leafs. That's why I didn't understand people getting so angry at it. Yeah. As if two games without Zach Hyman has anything to do with whether we look at this Leafs season as a success or not. I know. Yeah, people get way too worked up for small things. Yeah. But let's go to the Toronto rumors. Plenty. What one do you want to start with? Uh, It doesn't matter. Let's start with 
start with Petrangelo. Do we go with Petrangelo? We'll go with... I think that's bigger news. I do too. I think it was the first one reported. So I'm so done with just stupid rumor. I can't wait for the World Juniors. It's like, <laughs> it'll just be two weeks of me not paying attention to the NHL. Should we tease our World Juniors preview? Yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna do a preview for the World Juniors. If there's anyone you want on to talk about, let us know because we're looking. We we don't know enough about the World Juniors to have a 50 minute podcast on it so thoroughly enjoy them do yeah. not consider ourselves experts not on at prospects. all like i enjoy watching and breaking down some of the games but going into it like i don't know i know a lot of team canada i know some of team america a little bit of sweden and that's i know the it. big name yeah prospects. exactly like i can tell you Mark, martin knee caches on the checks or yeah. whatever but i'm not going to be able to break down depth decisions or whatever no so yeah we will be doing a world junior podcast uh in a week or two but we'll, let's just get through this. Room. For now, so, we have Alex Petrangelo rumors. To... So Saturday Night Headlines, Nick Kiprios, don't even think he reported there was a rumor. It was just that he could see, the, the rumor was that Petrangelo may be being shopped by the, or the St. Louis Blues would be willing to trade Petrangelo. Then he went, which that, is fair. That part did turn out to be true because just yesterday oh. it came out that the Blues are having a sale. Yeah, it's definitely true. And, and that's a fair yeah. point. And then... He goes on top of that, because this is where it really this got annoying. Up. He goes, I could see Toronto being somewhat of a fit. There's no rumor that Toronto and Petrangelo have truly been. Friedman reported on 31 Thoughts the other yesterday that they looked, Petrangelo was part of an offer for Nylander, or a possible talk with Nylander. However, they didn't do anything, and they shied away, and they're not talking about it anymore until maybe later. Nothing has been said that there's any kind of deal in the works right now. And I swear to God, for like five days I logged on until something else came up that we're about to get to. I logged on to see a different Petrangelo trade rumor or just something of why it would fit or didn't. And like I get there's talking points and with the Leafs you want to talk about them, but my word. My favorite was we just went through like three months of William Nylander rumors thanks to Kiprios and everyone just said... Don't listen to him when he spec or speculates, because it generally doesn't turn out to come true. And then he speculates on the Petrangelo thing, and everyone just took it and ran with it. Yeah, they're just like, oh, something good that could be for the least. <laughs> I think the most underrated part about this is Petrangelo's on IR. Yeah. He's, oh, he's <laughs> not even playing right now. He's on IR for like a couple more weeks, I think, at least. I think it's past Christmas. Why is there... Uh, I, don't, I shouldn't say why is there. It's a big-name player on a struggling team. Of course there's going to be rumors. I just don't understand why this is the talk right now about a guy. He's on long-term injury reserve. I mean, I would like to see him on the Leafs, so I get why there's talk about it, but... It's strange to me. I just... It's annoying because people took it as as something is in the works, or it could is a very good possibility yeah when in reality it was just a common and that's on both sides i think kiprios knew what he was doing there but at the same time you have to look and say okay he didn't say that it's happening he said he could see a fit personally yeah like which any right-handed defenseman who a team good right-handed defenseman who a team's willing to trade i could see a fit with the leafs yeah because they need a right-handed defenseman and it's the worst kept secret in the nhl exactly so I, don't know, I saw some pe- <laughs> saw some people, I guess, saying that uh, he's overrated. I was like, oh, and you're gonna see that about any player. But I was like, all right, well, I would go as far to say he's a tad overrated. I don't think he's like a top ten defenseman in the league. I don't either. Is that what? I guess if that's what his outlook he's is, like a hockey Canada guy. I like, guess. Yeah. 
Like, he's obviously, he's a number one defenseman, yeah. don't get me wrong. I just think some people. I think some people would probably overrate him, but I mean, I had people, like, there was someone who said that, I forget who, he's a glorified someone, I don't remember who, I really wish. He was, he pretty much made him sound like he was like a second pair average defenseman. Okay, he's absolutely not that. <laughs> like, oh he God. is a legit number one defenseman yeah. in the NHL and has been for a long time. He's just not like a top, he's not Eric Carlson kind of thing. No. I don't even think he's yeah, as I good see, as Cole Just Pareko. about to say, is he the best defense, right-handed defenseman on his team or no? I would say no. I like Paul Pareko a lot. I love I like Pareko a lot as well. He's someone that I really want to see if they. He was someone that if he's the one the Leafs should be all in on. If Nylander was actually to be traded before the contract was signed, he would have been one of the guys that I would have actually been okay with them trading for. Yeah, like thanks that. To like, that would have actually made sense. Thanks to like contracts and stuff, the list of defensemen you could actually trade Nylander for is so short, and Pareko's actually on that list. Yeah, that's the other thing is like if a Pedrangelo or Pareko trade does happen, these fans are not gonna like what they have to give up because those players are so good. You're going going to have to give up someone you love. Yep, and picks and prospects on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. And- I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting for sure. And like, I don't know. I saw people. I I just I don't even. It it'll be interesting because I think the least, especially with the least, they've been bad for so long that I don't think they remember what true buying looks like. Yeah. Well, like the classic example is what was the uh, L.A. trade for Carter? It was like Braden Chen, Wayne Simmons. Yeah. So, plus. Yeah. Like it was a lot. But that's the type of move that L.A. made to put them over the edge. Exactly, and it worked out for both teams, really. Yeah, exactly. Which, that would be the Leafs giving up, like, Kapanen plus, I don't know who else, but... Yeah, so... Yeah, I just, I think it'll be interesting to watch, especially from a Leafs fan perspective, because they've been bad for so long, and when they... In the past, when they have tried to make a big move, it's backfired in their face, like the Phil Kessel thing. Yes. So, I have more faith in Dubas. No, than for sure. GMs, 100%. I'm just saying it'll be interesting to watch what the reaction is when you actually have to give up a first-round pick, a good prospect, and a roster player. Yeah. There's always going to be people on other sides. I don't think there's anything in the history of hockey that everyone has agreed on. So Yeah, that's but. true. Yeah, like someone's wanting Lil Ugren or Sandine back for plus a good, like a Kapanen or Janssen-style roster player, plus a pick for a number one right-handed defenseman, maybe even more on top of that. So Yeah, and then another, I wouldn't even call this a rumor. It's just bad. I don't even know how this started, but People Wayne Simmons chew on this, and it irritates me. Wayne Simmons to the Leafs has been a thing of talk lately. Not again, not a rumor. Just how he would fit with the. I don't understand where this has came from. Which is funny because if you're familiar with Wayne Simmons, he would absolutely not fit with the Leafs. That's why I don't. Okay, I'm gonna try and. There's so many reasons this doesn't make sense to me. This would be a horrible move. Let's start with the fact that Philly hasn't even been... The new GM in Philly has been rumored to want to talk long-term with him. The reason that he was on the trade market to begin with is because the old GM of Philly didn't want to commit long-term, fairly, to him. I think that's the move, is to not commit long-term to Wayne I would agree with that. So then we go... It was... Um, that Scott Oak was on someone's radio show the other day talking about how he would fit with Toronto... It was on the radio. I don't know who said it specifically. I think it was Oak, but I don't... Who hosted the late night Hockey Night in Canada? That's Oak, right? No, it's not Oak. Uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name. You're going to say it, and I'm going to be like, of course. Oh, fuck. Where's... Now that... It's a great fit for the least. Dave Amber? Dave Amber, yes. Yeah, David Amber. He hosts it. 
he was the one who went on someone's radio show and said that he would be a good fit. And should we start with the play on why it wouldn't be a good <laughs> yes. fit? The so, on-ice value. Like, everyone thinks it's because he's tough. He would be a great fit. He is slow and not good at 5-on-5, five five, but a power play specialist. There is nothing the Leafs need less than a power play specialist who is I, yeah, like a below-average 5-on-5 five five player who crushes it on the power play is the last thing I would be looking for. I totally agree. And just, I can't wait for in hockey, and it'll be a long time till this happens, tell the whole, this team needs physicality. <laughs> They should pick up a 30-year-old who's known to fall off a cliff and who's already fallen he's already off. well on his way down the cliff. Like, he's overrated. Oh, hell yeah. People still think he's a great 5-on-5 five five player and just all-round yeah. solid. Like, there was years where he was a really good winger. So, yeah, like, his underlying numbers, like his shot and expected goal metrics, are brutal. But he scores goals. Just kidding. His 5-on-5 five five goal rate has been below average for two straight years. Yeah, like... I just, his, his play's not going to fit. I don't think the physicality grind him down play fits Toronto's mold. No, like, why would that, why would a tough player fit in with Toronto right now? Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> people like, well, to protect the rookies, but they're, they're going to, I think it was Babcock who had a great, or someone had a great quote Babcock on the Leafs. Did. It was, the way we protect our, or the way we get punishment or revenge back is by going and scoring two on the power play. Yeah. Like, or scoring on the power play. Like, yeah. He said our power plays are... Exactly. Like like, or whatever. Which uh, I saw, I think it was Arvin said this on his podcast, was like, if Kyle Dubas said that, people would be going nuts about that quote for how, like, progressive it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's why I was like, wow, like, good for Babcock. And he's totally right. That he, should be the Leafs' tough guy. Exactly. Like, I just don't understand why people are still set in the mindset that having a tough guy on the ice is, A, gonna discourage anything that goes wrong in a hockey game, and B, that the things that go wrong now... People are acting like it's the early 2000s where people are running around jumping people in the head. Like, yeah. yes, there's a bad hit or there's a Tom Wilson. Are you really going to put a fourth-line goon on your first line to protect against two of the teams yeah. in the league? Yeah, like... Like, that doesn't make any sense. Are you kidding me? I couldn't imagine watching the Leafs fly up and down the ice and scoring a million goals and going, you know what they need? A guy who's really slow but tough. Yeah, who doesn't help anything defensively, but he's tough. He is tough. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's a defensive train wreck, which doesn't seem like the kind of player the Leafs should be trying to add at the moment. There's so many things wrong just about everything about that. And then, okay, so let's get to maybe the biggest problem. If you want to try and shoehorn a bad argument that Wayne Simmons will help the team somehow, whatever, you're not giving up that much to be a pure rental. No. Wayne Simmons is the type of guy that they're going to want to re-sign if they're going to give a bunch of assets to. And when he re-signs, it will be the next Milan Lucic deal. That, that's what I've been saying. It has that written all, all over, it. And over it. I know Lucic fell off earlier because they're both the same age, but you're going to give seven years, six, seven years, which is what he's wanting, to a 30-year-old who plays an aggressive style game and has already shown that he refuses to not play or sit out? No! I, I'm i more worried about the, like, aggressive signs of decline he's already shown. Yeah, like, he's, that contract's not going to be worth it the day he signs. It's not going to be worth it. Because how much do you think he gets? Uh, six or seven. I'm going to say that, too. I, I would say six by six, seven-ish, maybe. Yeah. Like, I would think he goes in with If he has a big Lucic playoff run deal. more, like... Yeah, like, the Lucic deal is his comparable yeah. for percentage of the cap, right? That's not going to... Why should you be looking to a Lucic <laughs> deal to something you want to sign? Like, yeah, I don't know. 
and but some team's gonna do it. Oh yeah, I think it'll be Philly if I'm being honest because they want to get back to the tough style hockey or whatever. Well, you see the quote they were pissed off because they didn't take enough penalties in a seven nothing loss or something. Yeah. It's like what? Like and Wayne Simmons will take penalties for you. Yeah, like I had a tweet yesterday and it was pretty much media. How can the least possibly keep Nylander at seven million with Tavares, Matthews, and Marner? Also, the media. The Leafs should sign this 31-year-old forward who plays a game that's known to fall off a cliff for at least $7 million. Come on. Just use common sense. I get you need to talk. When you have a radio show, you need to talk about stuff. We struggle to talk about things once a week. I can't imagine being on four hours a day each day. Just use your head. If you want to talk about how Wayne Simmons would fit on different teams or something or who would fit in Toronto, that's fine. Don't say Wayne Simmons would fit because, er, grit. Because he's tough. Because like, he's a hometown boy. There's probably some team that could use a right, a great right-handed shot on their power play that Wayne Simmons would fit in great with. It's just not the Leafs. The Leafs' first and second unit power play are already run by better, younger, right-hand shot. Yeah, like, like that's just the thing. And like He obviously plays net front, so it's not perfect apples to apples, but that is the last thing. Like you're, The Leafs would be so running into diminishing marginal returns if they started to upgrade their power play yeah, at like, the moment. They, they don't even need a net front guy, because doesn't Tavares play that spot perfectly? Who's net front on the first power play? I don't know how to describe what Tavares does. He, yeah, like, he is net front. Yeah, like, yeah. so you, you don't need to take Tavares off of the first power play. Yeah. Yeah, like all of Simmons, like like I said, his shot metrics aren't good. His exit entry numbers aren't good. His defensive numbers are terrible. <sighs> I feel like I've yelled a lot on this podcast. <laughs> the Simmons stuff made me so angry because like any little bit of critical thinking. And it's just such a bad idea. And it's not, I can't uh, explain this enough. It is not a rumor as far as I know. <laughs> Nothing has been no. reported that any links or anything like that would even be a connection. It was just... I don't know how it even started, but people were talking about how we would fit. There was a... Uh, like, let me find it. Dude, the, it's definitely not a rumor. There was a... Elliot Friedman basically said in 31 Thoughts, this isn't the first Kyle Dubas team that toughness has been a criticism of, and he hasn't like made efforts to change that. Exactly. So, yeah, I highly doubt anything will happen. I just I don't understand why anyone would think it would be a good fit. Oh, this irritated me so much. It would be a terrible fit. It's going to be a bad contract. I can't wait to see it signed. I, like, this might be getting too far, but I would listen to an argument he's already not worth his contract. Is he yet? $4 million. I don't know if i go that far, especially because he is good on the power play. Yeah, like, I know I'm starting to push into hot take territory with that, but, like... Like, this year, I think I could stomach... Wayne Simmons at $4 yeah. million dollars for sure. Oh, with, for one year, yeah, do it. But Going I, forward, like... I don't know if I'd want him for five more years at that number. Well, no, I don't Actually, think he's going to be in the league would. in four or five more years. Or, like, if he is, it's he's not going to be good. Like, do be, like, I just... I don't understand how... Like, people just... I get you don't need to know exactly how age curves work or anything like that, but just the basic knowledge of an age age curve of someone who's getting older declines and someone who plays a very physical game is going to decline much more rapidly than someone who doesn't yeah well that's the thing it's like i forget what the saying is like we don't have explicit numbers to prove people like wayne simmons age worse but there are some things that are too obvious not to include in your analysis yeah like it it shouldn't be a hot take to anyone but yet it is yeah that's all i can say i don't know 
I felt like I really did yell a lot in this podcast. Oh, this that the that Wayne Simmons rumor to Toronto irritated me. I could yell about that all day long. Well, that's all right. That was uh, one of the reasons when we were talking in the summer about why I thought taking over Philly's GM job would be nice because I figured you could crush a Wayne Simmons trade. Yeah, and I still stand by that. They'll win whatever trade they do get because I'm sure they'll be bidding more for him. They'll get at least a first. Yeah, I think a first and a prospect. I would assume how good that prospect is, but like a B level prospect probably. But and that's worth. That's so it's more than what Jane Simmons is worth. I'd laugh all the way to the bank if I got that, and that was Philly. So yeah. Um. All right. Uh, that's probably good. I don't really have anything to say. I'm done exams now, so I'll probably have a couple more articles coming out over the Christmas break. You're so lucky. I know. I got a full month off now. Um, is it really a month? Oh, yeah, because we don't go back till the 7th. Yeah. yeah. It was like the 3rd last year, wasn't it? Uh, well, no, I think it was a little later than that. Yeah, go check my workout at lastwordonhockey.com. I should have one on why it makes zero sense for the NHL to expand the playoffs in a couple Ooh. days. That's one I think is... Uh, you can read it in a couple in a day or two, but I think that's that would be the dumbest thing ever if you expand the playoffs. I uh, agree. I... Yeah, we can get into it next podcast if we have. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably be back on a, a weekly basis now that exams are pretty much done. I imagine we'll get one out next week at some point, and then the week after. Our next one might be the junior one. I would assume so, because next week will be the 20th, or around like that week. So the juniors start on the 26th. Yeah, next week should be the world junior one. And then we'll probably do two or three over the break as well, and then see where we go from there. But yeah. Uh, LastWordOnHockey.com, you can listen to us anywhere you can find your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere else. Uh, Chase is at, on Twitter at CMHockey66, I'm on Twitter at NHL Sends and Stuff, and uh, thanks for listening, have a good one. <laughs>